bread is bread and cheese is cheese and management in 2021 ain't such a breeze. Welcome to the Football Ramble, dear friends. It's Monday the 12th of April. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Britain, everything is open. How's everybody doing? Good. Why are you here? Why are you not in a pub? We don't know they're not. We still got to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, mostly that. Yeah. But what a lovely day to go in the pub garden for the first time. Yeah. I woke like up snow. snow, piss take, <laughs> absolute piss take. That is a joke. Surely you wake up, you put pull it's the curtains joke. back. Yeah. I feel I feel like Charlie Austin. I feel like Charlie Austin, and you look out the window and it's snowing, and that's the game. Pathetic. Mm. Yeah. No. I can't good believe point. it. Good point. So what can you do today? You can go to shops. Yeah. Yeah. Get your haircut. Lovely. Mm. Get your haircut. Yeah, don't look at me like that. <laughs> People in glass houses, Mason. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's actually fair. Professional point. makeup artists on every every other day. <laughs> yeah, you a... never bring them along, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Jim doesn't even Share need a professional perks. makeup artist. Look how great he looks. Yes. He's glowing Fantastic. today, isn't he? Uh, it's all Photoshop. Oh, ladies glow. It's all Photoshop. It's all Photoshop. <laughs> Men <laughs> sweat. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> you you were going to say something else about how great uh, Jim is. Boring, probably. Yeah. I'm fed up with complimenting Jim now. I think we need to go around the, the, the way the internet normally works, it goes through a phase of loving something and it starts hating it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When's Jim going to get the hate? Yeah. I guess people are going to start naming their kids after him. That's probably going to happen next. Send in the backlash, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Show at footballrealm.com. Yeah. <laughs> Get in touch if you don't think Jim looks great. Yeah? Because <laughs> we've heard one side of the story. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, don't be so basic. Stop yeah. lusting after Jim, everybody. Yeah, yeah. You're all weird. No, I've lusted after Jim before it was fashionable, though. Oh, yeah. Same. What, yeah. what year did that start for you? Probably, well, 2007. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I first met him. Yeah. That's really nice. Hmm. How do you feel to be such a sex icon? To, um, to Luke. I, I don't really like to be thought of as a sex symbol. No, uh, I'd really Demeaning. prefer people con- concentrate on my work. You know? <laughs> no, Jim, you don't want that. <laughs> you can make quite good money in the the old foot photo market. Jim. So I've heard. Yeah, yeah. so I would, yeah. I'd, I'd keep it keep it rolling. Yeah, let, let's move on from that for your sake. Okay? <laughs> yeah, Jim's feet. That's we that's too far. Yeah, football awful ramble. things. Dot <laughs> com. All right, so you're getting ready to get out there. You want to go to a shop. You've already been to all the shops, you've spent all your money, and you're drunk. Perfect. Mm. Mm. Do you sense that someone's trying to not talk about Spurs, Luke? Yeah, I do, actually, yeah. And and we did have a discussion about this in the pre-show production meeting, which Kate, first of all, tried to recuse herself, <laughs> and secondly said, well, I'm just going to set it up for you guys to talk about it anyway, so uh, don't worry about it. She hasn't even done that. No. She hasn't even set it up for us to talk about it. She's not even fulfilled the basic promise she told us she would. Yeah. There was a game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that Spurs lost to Manchester United, who were vastly better than Tottenham, I think it's fair to say. Tottenham are seventh in the table and they probably have lost their chance of Champions League football. Manchester United were very good. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, you could, I mean, you could have not bothered coming in. Yeah. We, could just, we could have just patched her in. To be that. fair, though. Pre-record that. that. It was impressive, though. It makes me wonder if you even need an auto cue at yeah. Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not sure they're vastly better. They were certainly better in the second half, weren't they? Yeah, and and I don't know what Spurs what's happening. So I like to envisage what must be happening at halftime in the Spurs dressing room because it's the seventh time this season they've given up a halftime lead. Mm. Um, it it obviously happens all the time. 
What is Mourinho saying to them at halftime? It's like, I feel like he's saying, right, the plan is we're going to go 1 0 up, then we're going to try to lose. And then, <laughs> and then they're all like, is this a mind game? Like, yeah. what's, there's surely got to be uh, some reasoning behind this because that appears to be their game plan. Like, they just, the, the numbers show it as well. They just, they just sit deep, they try to shut up shop, but those players aren't, that's not to their strength. Shop shutters up. And they don't want to do it. Clearly, they don't yeah. want to play that way. I mean, they, Spurs are playing to their weaknesses at the moment. Why? Yes, they're, what they're... happened to playing to your strengths, yeah, guys? Exactly. What happened to that? There's so much attacking talent in that team. It's and, so and weird. Trying to get a second goal, at the very least, is going to help you get the best out of that. So that's the answers you guys have got. The two I had were, um, <laughs> while Giles Sacramento is distracting them, he's putting their shoes on the wrong feet. And secondly, he's made up in a PowerPoint presentation that he's kidnapped members of their family. Yeah. Um, Again, apparently neither of those have happened. Though. Did he ever really leave Chelsea? <laughs> which is what we got. <laughs> well, basically, you've been referring to him as a sleep, sleep agent. agent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely think he is. Um, there was a really good piece that Jonathan Wilson did in the Guardian about about the idea that the moment you knew that Spurs' season was not going to turn into a good thing, right, was when Spurs lost two one to Liverpool at Anfield, right, because um, his premise, his why didn't you say that at the time, Jonathan? Yeah, well, we could all be wise up. <laughs> His theory is that the the 14 minutes from the end substitution of Bergwijn for Sergio Regulon is symptomatic of basically this entire issue, which yeah. is the kind of thing Jonathan Wilson can say and people don't laugh at him. But um, <laughs> do you see what he means? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely what you're talking about as well, Jim, this idea that instead of trying to be expansive and trying to get more goals, you shut up shop, but we can't really. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. So I haven't read the article, and I will read it later because I'm a big fan of Jonathan's work, um, is, is that they, what I would say is they, they just cede controls of ga- control mm. of games. So, yeah. so whether it's a substitution that kind of um, triggers that or, or whatever it may be, they seem to continually just cede control. And I think, I don't really know why they do it given the profile of players they've got. I don't, given that, you know, if you look at, at least at one point yesterday, they had five really attacking players mm. plus two quite attacking fullbacks. So they had yeah. Regulon, Aurier, mm. um, and Dombele likes to get forward, Lo Celso, Mora, Kane, and Son. Yeah. Yet they're, they're trying to not attack. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Lo Celso had a quiet game. I wouldn't argue that, back from injury, right? that that substitution yeah. was was negative. He brought on Sissoko for Lo Celso. Yeah. I think that was more like a performance. I mean, he brought Bale and Lamella on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he, even Kane drops deep. A lot to sort of help out. When but that's, you... that's a cool part of his game. I oh, think. it is a cool part of his game. That's a cool way to phrase <laughs> is it. Is it cool? I don't but... think Harry Kane's that cool. He's not cool, is he? You're, I don't think we should be starting on Harry Kane, Luke. I don't there, think okay. the three of us should be starting on Harry Kane. I don't think, we, I don't think we're in a position in our house of glass I where we like... should be telling people they're not cool. True, Come on. That's fair. Yeah. This man's the England captain. Come fair, on. He's fair. cooler than anybody we've ever met. Just want to see him stand up straight. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the decision then for the first Man United? Uh, sorry, for the first oh. yeah for the first Man United goal because to me that was interesting to say the least. Yeah, very very strange. This is I, what I yeah, think I opened my oh. foul. It's I, a fucking foul. I opened my window and I sh- just shouted, "Goat gone! Goat gone!" Yeah. I just smashed everything up in my house. Which I think was a reasonable reaction, yeah. similar to the one I've seen. Who from are you most shouting places. to then? Just football. Okay, right. If you're on your own, there's no point yeah. shouting, is there? That's the dog. Yeah. He's not there at the moment. Um, He wouldn't understand anyway. But uh, well, you said that he does understand. understand. Do you remember when he talked in that pod we did? He did actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And actually, I think I can speak his language. You know, dogs. You know, dogs sneeze quite a lot, and they do that to show you that they're playing. 
Sneeze. Really? Yeah, that's why they do that. Jim. Yeah, I sneezed at him and he looks at me like, he looks at me in the same way I'd look at him as if he had said to me, hello, mate. It, it, was, it was mad. <laughs> really? He did a double like take. He couldn't believe his luck. Something. Yeah, and then yeah. He, he ran downstairs and nicked my slipper. Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> can speak to one specific dog. But yeah, um, it's, not a, it's not a foul, is it? No. It's not a foul. And I... I you can't it's... hit people in the face, Jim. No, I keep I, telling you. I understand that. If you right. look at if you look at the if you look at it again, he's trying to push off Son, who's also tried to foul him. The only reason his arm goes out is because Son's hand goes across McTominay. Mm. And he's trying to kind of shake him off. And the other point is that actually that's a bit of a red herring anyway, right? Because as far as I understand it, and Kate, you're much cleverer than me, so you might be able to tell me I'm wrong, which will be annoying actually, because I've been looking forward to saying this. Um, <laughs> It doesn't actually matter. It's, 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 it's whether it's a clear and obvious error or not. Mm. That's the VIR. That's the VIR kind of threshold, right? And mm. it's not a clear and obvious error, is it? Clearly, if he hasn't given it as a foul, it's, it's not. In the moment. And, and, and so, and and but the other thing about this really annoying. I don't know if referees and like official officials can actually afford to do this, but sometimes I just think. Just look at the optics. PR yourself yeah. better here. You know, think about this properly because you know, we're going to talk about a game later where someone literally got booted in the face yeah, and that wasn't a, yeah. That is an unfortunate yeah. comparison, yeah. I would agree. Oh, what an amazing <laughs> postscript. Yeah. Who could have seen that coming? Oh, everybody. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we are now at a point where I think what is and isn't uh, a foul and what is and isn't dangerous play has been moved in such bizarre directions that we, we all fall into the trap of going, oh, you've seen them given mm. because you see stupid things given. Like when players brush heads and they like one of them or both of them them fall over and you go oh it's just a thing footballers do they yeah. always fall over I like, feel like that we guy who got of... hit in the face by the ball boy the other day yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hands can up. we yeah hands up oh, oh. can we rewind on that yeah. can we rewind on that and stop that from happening yeah. and can they I mean you know just because Son's gone over doesn't mean they have to give that the kind of so what level of, of face hitting would you like to see as being uh, not found ideally then? none yeah. like I don't, don't think anyone should be hitting anyone in the face fine so you agree with me then yeah. Do, sorry, what was your point again? I told you, I told you you were going to recuse yourself yeah. in this conversation. You were supposed to set this up and let me and Jim talk about it properly. But do you do you think it was a foul then? I don't think you should be. I I don't think you can infer. It doesn't matter anyway. But I don't think you can infer blame for. He's hit him in the face. Mm. Yeah, That's but he's, he's accidentally hit him in the face. I don't care. But contact, right. but contact in football happens all the time. It doesn't mean it's a foul. You can you yeah. can have comings together. I think faces not are always different, a foul. aren't they? Do you, do you <laughs> think if you were running alongside Hyungmin Son, you're both out for a jog? Yeah. And you you've you know gesticulated fairly wildly and you've hit him with that force, he would fall over no. and That's he would like then need three minutes to get over. Question, no, no, I'm sure you're aware. Can I just say also, knowing Kate well, she would definitely do that by accident <laughs> yeah. as well. Gesticulate wildly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Trying to make a point, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an aggressive gesture. Yeah, no. Yeah. But so. whether or not he falls over, I mean, you've got to fall over, as we know. Well, again, this is the sort of thing I'm talking about. Like, we, we, we kind of give so much kind of... Um, almost credit to the idea of players going down because otherwise they're not going to get the free kick. I feel like, you know, diving and, and, and play acting and things maybe aren't getting punished anymore because it's just being sort of seen as, as part of the game and it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah, people who don't like football really hate that. Yeah, yeah they do absolutely. Yeah. People who like it, I, it always, it always it's takes hard me to by disagree surprise. With them, isn't it? How yeah. much of a like a main thing that people find it to be? Yeah, they'll be like trying to watch a game of football with you, and they don't if they don't normally watch it, and they'll be like, "Oh, why is that happening?" Yeah, when, when and I you, you you zone out, don't you, as a person? Oh yeah, you just you're pretty blind to it. Yeah. And I, th- I think when um, when I started watching football, so a lot of my wife's family, obviously American, they only really ever started watching football because they knew that I liked it. 
um, uh, they would they would always pull, pull that up. But why mm. are they doing that? Yeah. And sometimes it's obviously because they want to try and draw a foul or get a decision. But generally speaking, it's not always that. Yeah. But anyway, I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took it well. Anyway, so uh, he, he was he was fine with it. He's... And I bet I bet Jose Mourinho didn't know what to think because obviously does he love Spurs more than he loves Scott McTominay? Arguably not. Actually, hard, no. hard for it's him. not definite. It's not it's not an open and dry, uh, shut was case. Was that yet. not just a neg though when he? Uh... Uh, what was it he called him players managers player of the year he invented yeah. a special prize he invented an award specifically for Scott McTominay out of pettiness yes. and if you are going to criticise that in this studio you're dead <laughs> yeah. because that is exactly the kind of thing we're after we're no after. I love it but yeah. it doesn't I would say it doesn't prove that he loves Scott McTominay it's a shame that he he's loves not, shit housing he, he does and yeah. it's a shame he's not carried that over to Spurs although maybe he will do that this season but I mean the things Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said and I think we should take some time to talk about how good Man United were at, at some point as well but firstly he said that if his son went down like that and got ten of his mates to huddle around him, then he wouldn't give him any food. Yeah, it's a and bit he of said a weird that in insight, most, multiple post-match interviews yeah, as well. He's it's not like, about he's it. He's had ages he's to think about it. That's he's the weird thing it. about manager press conferences, isn't it? I remember when I was doing my first ever one, you know, in the tunnel for BBC London, and you go, and then I thought I'd got the best line ever, and then I discovered that, that yeah, Mourinho everyone, was saying exactly yeah. the same thing to everybody. Yeah, yeah I thought shame. I'd really drawn him out of his shell. I mean, that, I mean, that from Ole wasn't the best line ever. No, don't repeat it. It, finds, it feels a bit like in the thick of it when they're trying to get the MPs to not say things. Like, they have, they have actual <laughs> speech writers. And I think managers probably need to get that because there's so much attention right now. Yeah. Don't deprive children of food. Yeah. And also, yeah. don't walk into Jose Mourinho's trap. Exactly. Give Jose Mourinho... <laughs> yeah. Jose Mourinho spent the next five minutes talking about how lucky Sonny is to have yeah. a really nice father. Oh, yeah, I was, I honestly... look like a good guy. I was I'm so... such a good guy. I feed my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was so disappointed in, in Jose after the game because it was actually quite a drab post-match for me. I was like, yeah. oh, and then Ollie's just chucked him that. Yeah. Marcus Rashford in the background going, boss, can I have a word? Jose, as well, after the game, said Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Ollie. <laughs> because as a father, you always have to feed your kids. It doesn't matter what they do. If you have to steal to feed your kids, you steal. I've told Ollie what I think about his comments. But you always you've daddied him. Yeah. Kids, you always have to. Yeah. Yeah. Between you and me, you always Honestly, have to. Honestly, I'm a father. They say that on the first day. You must feed this kid. It needs food. <laughs> what do they need? Definitely food. Yeah. It's the main thing. One of the main things. Day one. But I'm, yeah. I, can, I, can I please take a chance just to say that how much I really enjoy watching uh, Edison Cavani play? Mm. Because mm. his movement is absolutely unreal. Now, I know he had his goal disallowed, but his, the goal he it wasn't disallowed was a beauty as well. Ah, oh, um, the diving header. Yeah, yeah. great. I, I don't ever feel as though there are enough diving headers. Absolutely. Like, even if there were 10 in a week. More. It's yeah, great. the ones where have, the, the player hasn't even got to break the stride mm. is amazing, and and also it is worth pointing out. I know we, we referenced the, the Tarkowski thing, which we'll come on to later. Mm. Um, there was for Manchester United's third goal, mm. Paul Pogba does exactly the same thing to a Spurs player, and the Spurs player doesn't go down. It flicks his hand out as he's idiot. trying to be tackled, an and, and the player didn't go down. It wasn't even checked. Mm. It wasn't even checked. So you, the consistency thing here is is a real problem. And fair enough, it's the first knockings of having VAR in football. Um, and you'd expect it to improve. But, I mean, it has to improve pretty quick. Yeah. It has to. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's worth pointing out on the second goal as well, what an amazing bit of play that was. The, the ball from Fernandez to Greenwood oh, and yeah. then the accuracy of that cross was beautiful. Oh, and Paul they really, Pogba had an excellent game as well. It, they really, they, what United did, which I really liked, in real time, you could see it happen. They just slowly ramped up the pressure. Yeah. And, and they slowly just reacted to Spurs, as again, as I said, seeding control, and just slowly ramped up and, yeah. and 
put, pushed it more and more and more and were able to come away quite worthy winners. Yeah. The fact is, people, any fucker can tell you that that's what Tottenham are going to do these days for yeah. reasons, as Luke says, best known to themselves. I told you, it's tying the players' shoes on the wrong feet in the second half. Yeah, mm. that is difficult. They've actually. seen that happen before. Happens at every level. <laughs> <laughs> they, Man United look like they're enjoying themselves, though, didn't they? Which is uh, how do you quite, think about that? Quite, well, it's quite a nice thing to see in, in lockdown football because it's, it's been it's quite, it's been quite, you know, sterile, wasn't it? It's because they're a, it's because they're a Sir Alex Ferguson tribute band, aren't they? Indeed. So they'll play like yeah. that. They'll Ollie's come. They'll do boss. comebacks. They'll score late goals, but they're going to come second because it's not quite the real thing. Yeah, yeah I like it a lot. Absolutely. So, are you happy? Have we have we done that enough? Are you happy? Yeah, if you we can move, move us on now. Thanks. Yeah, move yeah. us on from the grey fraud. Yeah. He was bald at one point, wasn't he? Shaved his head, Mourinho. Yeah, one point. he was. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. that a lockdown thing? It's when he was living in the back of his car at, um, at Real Madrid. We had a proper. <laughs> but he, I thought he had. I thought he shaved it in lockdown. Might have done it recently Maybe as well. He probably, he probably did. Yeah, because yeah, everyone went. Well, quite a lot of people. You guys didn't go through that phase, did you? No. Not. We, did you consider the old? No, because um, I don't have the inbuilt confidence of Jose Mourinho, and no. when you get to my age, you're worried it's not going to grow back. So you got to keep hold of it as long as you can. I tie a knot in it at night, so it doesn't. So it doesn't go anywhere. You tie a knot in it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed the Man City game, which is not something I really ever say, um, but it wasn't really because of Man City. It was because of Leeds, who are bloody amazing. Yeah. A double from Stuart Dallas. Yeah. And they only had 10 players for half of the game. It's brilliant. What level is this of what football game? Yeah, it was just like, that happens with City sometimes, doesn't it? They just sort of, they run out of steam a little bit. Maybe it's because of the high intensity of their game, but if, if it just doesn't click, you sometimes get a mad result like this. Um, if, you, if you thought that that foul on some was a, was a was a foul. Presumably, you're sending Liam Cooper to the Hague, are you, for that for that tackle? You must have been absolutely stunned to I see. I didn't it. like that. I thought that was a very unpleasant oh, it was, tackle. It was horrendous, <laughs> absolutely horrendous. But he I'm nearly saying, like detached his kneecap from yeah, his it was, from his it, leg. It was bad. It was very very. I don't bad. know what touches he was. You know, babies don't have kneecaps. I learned that yesterday. Huh? I did not. I know did that. not know that. I guess no. they grow over time. No. I, I was. I wasn't particularly. Uh, Enthused by the idea that Andre Mariner needed the VAR to see yeah. the <laughs> he was looking right at it. Like, what, weird, what's it? happened here? Like, yeah. they've had their they've had their confidence undermined so trust much. Trust yourself, Mariner. Yeah, exactly. trust Is yourself. it in the same way that now that you know you might be watching a TV show that you're really really into, but also you don't mind having a little look at your phone because you know you can just rewind it? <laughs> yeah, it's it is a bit like a similar that. thing. And you know what? I started doing. I found myself getting angry with myself fairly recently. I was rewatching Gamora, which is obviously. Neapolitan subtitled mm. and so and there's a new series going to come out later this year so I wanted to get up to speed with it again and you cannot do what you just described with subtitles no my god Thanks. it takes you about three hours to get through an episode because you obviously you can't listen mm. so yeah you've got to put your phone away on that so it's a good analogy though I like it yeah. I also like the fact in this game Kate that that um the reason that Leeds were able to win is because Man City were pushing and pushing and pushing to win themselves, mm. even though they've probably got the league sewn up, which is a credit to them. Yeah. And they got caught out because they got caught out before that as well, didn't they? Before they conceded the winner. Um, I think it was Rafinha who went went, went through yeah. and could have scored. Um, it was just a great game. Great game to watch. It was so good. Leeds had two shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And 10 players. Yeah, that's all you need. And and the postscript might be that Bielsa is going to sign up, sign up on the new deal. For and two years, for more than one year, yeah. yeah. That's that's so flair, isn't it? Great. I only like the deal in periods of a year. Yeah, yeah. What is that but, about? I mean, I, it makes I don't me want to be tied down. Guardiola used though. to be like that. Guardiola used yeah. to be like that rolling mm. deal at Barcelona, didn't he? He is married, though, isn't he, Bielsa? I mean, I, it just I feels know. like a guy who 
you know, why can't you commit for more than a year, mate? What's your deal? It you might be, me... This is like Kate saying, telling us more about herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to carry on exploring this kind of about that? Yeah. Angry on other people's behalf that Marcelo Bielsa, in his, a man in his mid-60s, won't commit. <laughs> Has he got a wife? What does this tell us about him? <laughs> uh, I liked how Stuart Dallas said, I just took one touch and then closed my eyes and hit it. You oh, better at anything with yeah. your eyes closed. Pepper fairy tale. Pepper be angry at that. Yeah, it? I think I'm a bit angry Pet, at though, that. Isn't it? Great result for Pep. Well, I mean, been yeah. looking forward to this for ages. <laughs> yeah, it could have happened to him. Just happy to observe Bielsa at close yeah. quarters. He'll be deliberately getting someone sent off in the next game to yeah. see if they can replicate that. He gave him a big hug at the end. I know they're friends, but he gave him a big hug, not befitting the fact that you're a manager of the other team who's just been beaten by. Yeah. He's not friends. He's his acolyte, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, they Pep- go, they watch VHS videos together. But you can't try and get in Pep's head. Like the the other weekend, he was asked about whether he thinks Aguero can hit top form after injury, right? And he said, "I'm sorry, I'm not a person who can see far away for more than one." week like, <laughs> you can see a week into the future yeah. wow. and you think that's not really a big deal and you're just a football manager <laughs> <laughs> Is could it you use this for genuine good <laughs> I guess a week is useful isn't it yeah, yeah. Really I mean useful. even an hour any, Kate any... like yeah <laughs> Kate really useful let me put it another way any event that's ever <laughs> happened you can see in advance He's using that to, to, to clear up trophies in, in football, which admittedly is the most important of all the sports, mm. but it's still quite a small fry given that the uh, given the skill he's been given by God. So how did Dallas score that second goal then? Well, exactly. Pet was probably so distracted by Bielsa, his power's <laughs> waning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough. All right, well, I loved it. I mean, they didn't win on XG, did they? So, you know. <laughs> is that the main thing? Yeah, probably, yeah. probably is the main thing. Mm. Um, Alan St. Maximan beat Burnley. That was yes. exciting, wasn't it? 2-1. Do you see, he seemed to celebrate as he came off the bench. He sort like, of held his hand up like he was like, doing Alan Shearer's goal celebration. <laughs> Maybe he can see it like, into the future as well. They all have to do that. It's part of the deal that <laughs> when Alan Shearer left the club, um, <laughs> he was so important for them that everyone has to do an impression of Alan Shearer when they play for Newcastle at some point during the day. Mm. He said afterwards, ASM, he said, I make a joke with Willock. I say, you will see I will do it. That is what I will do with regards to scoring with his left foot, I think. Is that a joke? Yeah, is, it's is not much a, of a I don't joke, think it is, is it? what a joke is. Not What's a joke? joke? Yeah. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a surprise. So I suppose Newcastle scoring and scoring and winning is a surprise. Um, so yeah, in, technically it's a joke. Is it also quite easy to see why Newcastle are having the problems they're having when Steve Bruce is confused about the results they're getting? <laughs> that was that was disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah. If, I, if he was the manager of my club, I like Steve Bruce. He seems like a lovely fella. I actually um, was thumbing through a 50th anniversary shoot annual uh, yesterday. And I had Steve Bruce in there when he was a Norwich player in really short shorts on. And the uh, he was he was being interviewed. You know, back in the day, for for younger listeners, they might not be aware of this, but football media used to essentially extend to weekly magazines asking footballers about their favourite bands and stuff. Yeah. And Steve Bruce came across as a lovely fellow in that. I'm sure he's nice, but you cannot get the results that your own team has been picking up wrong in interviews. To me, that is... I'm not sure he... That's well, exactly people have been generous in their interpretation about it. What did he tell us? Because people have been generous. Jim, was, their... Jim doesn't think that either. Do you? Well, I think he was talking. He's, he's doing like an equally for... weird thing, though, because, right, he said back to back wins in the Premier League is huge um, and sets us up nicely, right? So we're thinking. Oh, they, haven't he, yeah, they haven't got back to back wins. Did he think they but beat if Spurs? They, he were to, if they were to have back to back wins, that would be huge. Yeah, because he's looking ahead at the next game. He's thinking, <laughs> well, he might as well say winning the title would be but, huge. But exactly. Happened, it's it? all, either way, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so people have said so, so the interpretation of this exact quote, Jim, is that. 
people are, are are asking whether he thought because they scored such a late goal against Spurs to get a draw that it felt like a win. And in his mind, he's processed it yeah. as a win. If so, that's very sweet, actually, and good for him. But it's not correct. You need to yeah. live in the real world. Or well, maybe what, is that me or Steve? <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> the both are probably true. This is an intervention. Maybe you thought it was a podcast recording. Yeah. <laughs> maybe no Pep told him that they're going to win next week because yeah. obviously no. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. Yeah. Um, ASM was, was so great. Well, his though, goal wasn't was he? And, it, and mm. also, it was basically his first touch, that little, comes on, couple of dummies, supplies Jacob Murphy. Yeah. He's brilliant. I mean, Jermaine Genus was saying um, on Match of the Day that they need to be very careful with, with Callum Wilson and, and ASM and yeah. sort of wrap them in cotton wool a bit and be, be careful with them. I think the opposite is true. I think you need to get them a flat in the red zone Bad luck. You're playing every minute of every game because you're a, a two only well, good players, basically. ASM's injury record is abysmal. I mean, it's yeah. been terrible. I, I don't obviously, I, I don't know why. Um, but if you look at his record, picked up so many injuries, missed so many games since he signed. Um, mm. Callum Wilson's obviously got a bit of history of injuries as well. So if you've got your two best players, which they are, effectively, you never know whether they're going to be able to be available or not. It's very, very difficult. Um, they sort of knew that about Wilson, didn't they? I was just going to say, I really like the way about. Um, and then some nice man runs. It's very definite. Mm. And now I wonder if that might be part of the... Maybe it's the problem. Yeah, maybe it's too explosive. The... Yeah, maybe. Um, that that James Tarkowski kick to the head was incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I know sometimes that people who are listening to our show get upset when we talk a lot about refereeing decisions and stuff. So I'll try and keep this merciful, mercifully brief. Mm. I don't know what they're seeing there. I don't, I don't know how you can get the opportunity to look at that on the video again and go, "That's not a foul." Mm. It's, it's, yeah. it's not even into, it's not even open to interpretation. You, you, you can't kick someone in the head that high. Debate is better when everyone disagrees, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Also, yeah. Also, I mean, <laughs> serious statement. Yeah. But the, the thing with it is, am I right in thinking that it was the logic was that because he, because Longstaff put his head down. But he didn't that, really. That, that, exactly. If he hadn't put his head down, that is sort of like a kick to the chin, which mm. which is surely also a foul. But bad. if you put your head down there and you head the ball away and I come up and boot you in the head, yeah. it's not not a foul. But even then, it's it wasn't it's as... quite into that in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't yeah. even as, as kind of... There wasn't even as much of a kind of grey area as you've just described in that situation. No, there wasn't. It was, no, there wasn't. It was a lot clearer than that. No. Yeah, I strange. don't think people's faces should be touched at all. Yeah, you yeah we know so that. So we're, yeah. we're in... That was more of a cons- plea, the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's inconsistent, and yeah. it's good that you've come around to my perspective that the foul on Son yeah. was, a, was a foul. Sure. Yeah. There, was, there were the same incident as far as like having a single peanut and having a three-course Michelin-style meal. It's technically eating. That's true, but if you've got a peanut allergy... Well, now you now you now you die some with death, literally. Mm. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. That's but that's an equivalent. Yeah. Um, Best not to feed your kids, just in case. I suppose <laughs> is that is yeah, that the take home? Yeah. What, I've that, got confused. Oh, I'm not feeding my kids because they might be allergic to everything. You can't do that. You can't do that. Should probably say also that Scott Parker watched his side concede in the 92nd minute to Wolves and Adama Traore, his first goal since December 2019. Which, basically, given that Newcastle have a game in hand over them and won this means look, it kind of looks as God's if thing, yeah. it feels like done. a um, feels like a particularly uh, decisive weekend for that part of the table yeah because yeah, uh, goal game in hand for Newcastle and they're now six points ahead of Fulham and mm. Marcus will tell you if you, if you ever give him a chance um, they just don't score enough goals yeah. as simple we, as that you know we already know that um, Newcastle win their next game as well so Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly, it's a good point. Back to back wins. I've Fulham. done the maths wrong. Yeah, back to back wins, yeah. All right, we're going to rework that out while we get to a break.
Eason has the ball and dims it in towards the penalty area. Brennan Camp does a very good job there of holding Mycock. Mycock, <laughs> rather. <laughs> I know we had, I know we had oh it on Thursday. God. Was it Thursday? Yeah. But, um, there was a lobbying There was a lobbying effort by <laughs> To be able to use that again. <laughs> really? He says it in such a definite way. <laughs> but he makes it worse by referring to it. Yeah. He could have just carried on. Oh, yeah. do you think so? He should have oh, yeah. just, just... Yeah, yeah. It's like, like that Eric Cantona one, which is the, the OG for me. What's that? Right, he, he, the, the, the presenter that accidentally drops a C-bomb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, you, yeah. you find it on YouTube. It's amazing. Yeah. You, you can hear his... You can hear his... The full ambition for his career just fade in, in, in his voice when he re- repeats uh, himself. John Inverdale's done a few as well. But for some reason, John Inverdale's done like a load of them. One of them where he's supposed to say rose-tinted glasses, and he said <laughs> rose-glasses. How do you do that? Uh, exactly. That's and, and I once, I, once spoke, I once interviewed for Ramble Meets, and I won't tell the name because it'll be unfair, but I'm sure people can work it out. I interviewed another broadcaster. Not unfair then. About, about how difficult it can be to just not swear on air and everything like that. And I asked a long question about it and he just went straight away. Obviously, you're referring to uh, Invers, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> so he must have a reputation. Brilliant. I feel like Inverdale will just retire this week. So, you know. Did he? Congrats on your well, retirement. Great career. Great mm. career. Maybe someone else will step up to the breach. Yeah, maybe they will. <laughs> is, that, is that a hint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, a very, not a very obscure hint, is it? <laughs> He's used her actual surname. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, everyone right. knows Jules is sweary. She is sweary. Yeah, That's one of the many reasons why we love her. Yeah. All right, let's uh, give you your Betway forward to score update. Entries to Betway's forward to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly fifty thousand pound jackpot. Make sure your selections, pretty obviously, are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Here is how we got on. Game one was Burnley against Newcastle. Uh, Marcus picked no goal scorer. What a Door man. I think I think that's I think probably it's reasonable. Fair. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fair. Yeah, wasn't the game lasted up? about fifteen minutes, sadly, yeah. before the yeah. goal, goal went in by Vidra. Matty Vidra was yeah. the boy for that game two. West Ham against Leicester. Andy picked Thomas Suchek. Uh The result? How could we not have known? Jay Lings. Uh, Spurs Man United was game three. Sweary Jules picked Edinson Cavani. Good idea. Uh, it was Human Son. And it should have been Cavani. That's yeah. absolutely clear. Give Jules her credit. I mean, she it should have been yeah. Cavani. Another day I can't that would have been. We have to do this again. Game four: Sheffield United against Arsenal. Sunday, the seven o'clock kickoff. Luke, you picked Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, which is a bit of a reckless choice these days. Well, my my rationale for that was absolutely sound, which was I spent the whole of Friday slagging him off. So obviously he was going to court score at the weekend. Mm. Then he got flu. Didn't he? Did he? But wow, well, okay. Then Attitude was, flu. Possible selection. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird thing to yeah, play. Anyway, weird. yeah. Lacazette flu, scored, didn't flu he? Flu at the moment. Yes, Alexander Lacazette was the man with that goal. Uh, we'll be back with another round of Betway's four to score on the previous show this Friday. Now it's time for emails, and what that means at the moment is that it's time for another email jingle. Uh, here is the notes that we've had along with this delectable selection. All this talk of Jim being a hunk. And a dish, Jim. A dish. Do people still say that? We say it. Jim's definitely a dish. That's got me thinking. What is it about him that sets the pulses racing? I've decided that his hair is probably playing a big part, and so would like to find out which barber he'd recommend so that I can channel those AVB vibes when they're open again. All right. Here he is. Rumble. Sending a 
massive beta band yeah. vibes there. Yeah, that's the beta so. band. <laughs> yeah, and who's that sort from? Of... Melia Evans, did yes. you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. A bit of a barbershop vibe to it as well. Oh, appropriate clever. enough. Clever. Deliberate. But yeah, I my hair. This is going to sound like a joke, but my hair is genuinely cut by a comedian uh, okay. who's also a barber. Out of work. Uh, it's or... ELP. Uh, I mean, everyone is at the moment. True. Yeah, it's ELP barbers in Angel, and uh, they have a dog. He's called Vinny. He's wicked. And Pete Donaldson also sometimes gets his hair cut there, or certainly has done in the past. There so you go. never know. It's the Ramble official barber. Exactly, yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. Very good. Would he do, wicked. does he, do you think he'd do mine? Uh, uh, Emma, who also works there, would certainly do yours, yes. Great. So, yeah, they're, they're very good. But also, I mean, you know, you, there's a lot of hair product involved as well. And you've got to squish to condition as well if you want curly hair. And yours? Yeah. Yours, you're, you're doing a lot of products at the moment, are you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be a frizzy nightmare otherwise. You've, you've seen my hair in the past when it's this long. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't, didn't look like this, did it? No. It, so. looks, it looks really curly now. I just noticed that. Uh, amid all this furniture, we've actually got to do an email. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Russell Brand, <laughs> is that what it's starting to look like? Let's uh, let's never not talk about him. Um, <laughs> Joe Ryan's been in touch on the subject of streakers. In a local derby between Burnley and Preston at Turf Moor, approximately 98-99, a streaker ran onto the pitch and managed to evade capture by a few stewards. As he sprinted down the field, narrowly escaping another steward, the Burnley mascot Bertie B runs onto the pitch, sets himself, <laughs> sets himself up in the streaker's path, goes headfirst into the streaker's midsection, gets him over his shoulders and backdrops him onto the ground akin to a WWE-style Samoan drop. Bertie then gestured to the crowd and performed the worm in front of the dugouts. Another streaking incident happened a few years later against Preston at Turf Moor when at 2-0 up, a chap ran onto the pitch with 2-0 written across his arse in black marker and mooned it to the Preston fans. Not quite as electrifying as the Bertie B incident, but noteworthy nonetheless. Um, yeah. yeah, the streaker at Granada apparently hid underneath a canvas in the stadium, four, stadium 14 hours before kick-off wow. as well. that's an noting. amazing There's a lot of process there. Mm. Yeah, that's an amazing bit of commitment. Bertie B is a mascot at Burnley, that's weird. Yeah. The nickname's not the bees or anything. No, that is a strange one. Mm. There's a lot of weird ones about like that. Don't we? True. Like Bradford had the city gent. I know we talk about him a lot. <laughs> yeah. But he just said he had a briefcase and a big pie. And I think they sacked... <laughs> they, he lost loads of weight because he had diabetes and they sacked oh, no. him. Because they sacked him because he no longer represented the, the values of the city gent. It's so weird. Obesity. It's bad. That is really bad. odd. Yeah. Uh, Kate's lost it. She's just saying obesity. <laughs> <in the> mic. <laughs> I don't, Joe, I don't, the, sets himself up in the st streaker's path, goes headfirst into the streaker's midsection. Where would yeah. you say the midsection is? Because I'm concerned. Oh, so that's you're thinking, the, yeah, I'm the thinking exact penis. centre might be. No, it's not. Goolish. Midsection's here. That's yeah. your midsection right there. There's, Obviously, Joe's probably a big WWE fan because he's referenced wrestling there. And he's also used the term midsection, which is used a lot in mm. wrestling ah, commentary. Ah, it's a got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, cool, because I was a bit concerned. Not in the pit. It's not the penis. That's <laughs> not the midsection. <laughs> Can't be how you envision your streak, is it? No. Well, I suppose, I don't know what people really want from a streak. The streaker we saw, we spoke about last week, the Granada one, which you referenced at the end, Jim. Um, he hid in the stadium 14 hours before kickoff. Yeah. I like my streak is committed. To then streak in an empty stadium. Mm. I mean, if you're that bothered about it, wait till the fans come back. I think that the camera didn't manage to get away from the streaker quickly enough. So I think he got quite a lot of airtime. Yeah. I don't it, like it when the camera pans away. You want to see it? Well, I just think it was a bit of fun, isn't it? I, mean, I think uh, they don't want to encourage the naked is it, people. Is it a bit of fun everyone, or is it a mass flashing? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's true, but true, fair enough. But the point is, just to, just that, you know, as soon as the camera pans away, mm. everyone now knows there's a streaker. So, and, and given that. Well, the that could be like a grotesque injury. Or second screen and everything. Everyone's going to find out what's happening. Mm. Everyone's going to find streaking out. Streaking yeah. camera. We were doing the updates. I was saying this earlier, we were doing the updates on Sky. And uh, oh no, that's a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? But anyway, first I was on there, it kept me like. 
streak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I was sad we weren't able to discuss it. Yeah, fair enough. But presumably yeah. that's not professional. I'm not, I'm not suggesting we normalise it. I'm suggesting that we all grow up a bit and understand. Everyone's seen a penis. Exa- exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so one this morning. All in order. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Jim? No. <laughs> a bit harsh. All right, let's... Oh, uh, showitfootballramble.com. Shall I play the jingle again? Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. It's why a new not? one. Why He's not? made big effort, so thank you for this one. Flight of the Concords a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. But Do you think it's all him? Vibes. Could be. Could that, be. That's very impressive, Manet Evans. Thank you so much for that. Um, West Ham beat Leicester 3 2, but the most dangerous lead in football is West Ham being 3 0 up, apparently. Yeah. Bloody hell. David Moyes, we've got to get out of the habit of going 3-0 up and conceding goals. I've made the players aware. Yeah. Sometimes, though, that West Ham would have a habit of not going 3-0 up and conceding goals. So it's definitely an improvement on that era. Yes. That's a great point. It's ideal, yeah. really, in yeah. a way. Uh, Jesse Lingard's effectively equaled his best tally for a whole season ever in a few months. He's correct. He's correct. A real problem for me, Jesse Lingard. Yeah, Because I'm doing an England show with Marcus every week. Oh, and it's sorry. I'm getting smaller and smaller amounts of real estate within which to operate. Yeah. Uh, conversationally around Jesse Lingard at some point I'm going to have to do a massive vault fast <laughs> I'm really really on the Grealish bus and if yeah. it gets if it gets knocked off the road by the Lingard bus I'm going to be I'm going to swear a lot yeah, the Gre- out my window again yeah it's hard to think it's hard to think of because he's got to pick players on form we've talked about that I know this isn't really the time for an England chat but he has to pick players on form and if Lingard carries on doing what he's doing he's going to make it very difficult for um for uh, for for Gareth to leave him out, and one thing I really was upset about here is that he's he stole the limelight from Mike Dean, which <laughs> is disappointing. Yeah, there'll be payback for that. Mm. But on a more serious note, I mean, if I was a Leicester fan, I'd be absolutely fuming by the situation around this game. A key point in the season, given what happened with Leicester re Champions League qualification yes. last season. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. You know, Iosi Perez and Hamza Chowdhury aren't necessarily as key as James Madison is but if players doing that making idiotic decisions can't be too harsh and I know they're young and all the rest of it people make mistakes but Brendan Rodgers was put in such a position there where he really had to uphold the standards that all the squad as far as we understand it had signed up to re-breaking Covid protocol he couldn't pick the team he wanted to pick because of it and I'm not saying that's why Leicester lost the game West Ham are a good team we know that but it's a ridiculously idiotic decision to make yeah. at a ridiculous time. And it could really hurt Leicester this. It could really hurt them. So massively. it seems as though they had a conversation, the way it was set out as well, was that Brendan Rodgers had had a conversation about how you have to be extra specially careful at the moment. And then it, from what has come out subsequently, it seems as though Madison, Chowdhury, Perez, Harvey Barnes yeah. were at like a house yeah. party well, altogether. So it was a COVID breach, basically. And, and Brendan Rodgers, he said it was his decision, but I, I don't... Yeah. See how you can pick people. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, he's apparently heard about the party, got in touch with them, and they've they've made everyone hide in the dark and pretend <laughs> they're not there when there are like clearly like footballers' cars outside. Like it's it's absolutely it's clownish. It's Maybe they came on a u- their unicycle. <laughs> Maybe that's how they were hoping to get away with it. Well, I, I, I'm always I'm, these days. I'm always really impressed with Rogers. I mean, the way he dealt with it, I thought was yeah. fantastic. He said it was on the BBC. I think he was quoted as saying that. Um, Look, we set up the standards. We told the players what's expected of them. They've fallen short of this standard. It's nothing personal, but it means they can't be selected. 
the problem is it hurts the team. It hurts mm. his yeah, reputation. It hurts these, their achievements. It hurts their chances. It hurts Madison's chances of going to the Euros, exactly. potentially. Yeah. Exactly. So it's very, very disappointing. And, and also, I guess Madison and Perez are only just back from injury, really. So it's just sort of adding insult to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, yeah, literally the, that, t- yeah. the timing, for so many reasons, it couldn't really be worse, particularly because... Um, you know, it's, this is so so close to the stage of the season last year when they it fell apart and, yeah. and and they lost out. And also playing against West Ham. I mean, you look at Chelsea motoring up the league. You know, they've had a little bit of a blip recently, but you think that under Tuchel they they look like they've got you know relentlessness in them. Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool as well playing well again. Won the last three games in a row, so they're motoring up the table. Tottenham, West Ham obviously as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tottenham, are, Tottenham are a, a team. Um, <laughs> Play the same league. Yeah, fine for you to bring them in. West Ham are the team they need to get one over on. You know, they're yeah. the one they need to sort of, you know, whose head they need to hold under the water while they swim to safety. Yeah. And and they've just missed that opportunity and this contributes to that. Yeah. There's a delightful yeah. insight into your mindset there, James. <laughs> yeah, for me as well. I don't really know where that came <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah, you surprised yourself with that. <laughs> Never been a shipwreck with Jim, everyone. There's no I need will for have you to caused kill me. It. It's not going to be up to them. There's strength in numbers. No, get down there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's right. It's a really competitive. That's going to be the most exciting part of the table in the, in, yeah. in the next uh, eight games or whatever it is that is left. Yeah, and um, oh, that is just such a poor result for them. So yeah. poor. But you're not saying, you, we don't think that they. We don't think that they necessarily win if those players. Are I'm not saying that. Well, you can never say, know, will you? But you know, it's almost you know, you need to your, yeah, but you Let's need agree that it's not available. amazing preparation. It's not amazing yeah. preparation. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. If some people are not allowed to turn up um, to play the game. I really like the Alex Scott's analysis of the kind of speed and drive of the West Ham counterattack on much of oh, the yeah. day last night. It's, it was cool the way that the, t- the way they've turned things around in 10 seconds. Mm. They kept showing it. Um, I, that's exactly cutting to the heart of what West Ham are doing so well. It's yeah. fascinating to me because you don't expect, rightly or wrongly, and probably wrongly actually, you don't expect a, a David Moyes team to be like that because of the path he's had since he left Everton. He's 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 developed this reputation, which is, is as it as it is, and I think we're still kind of being a bit surprised about how West Ham can do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the players they've got, they've signed well, they've got pace, they've got confident players. Jared Bowen is a really hot property coming yeah. out of the Championship, you know, and he's, he was fantastic. Um, Lingard, we all know what Lingard's done. You know, the two players they've signed, Suchek and Kufa, have yeah. done really well. Um, the fact is, they also West Ham did that, um, had that game sewn up effectively in such a short amount of time without Declan Rice, who's been one of the best players in the Premier mm. League this season as well. So they, they really are pumping West Ham. They're yeah, buzzing. They and if you compare it as well to the money they spent previously before Moyes came mm. in, on like what was it, forty-five million on LA? Mm. We haven't mentioned the Dildo brothers all season. No, oh, it's really odd, which is isn't pretty it? amazing because yeah. apparently we, we're not going to praise them if they do really well. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well done, Dildo but, Brothers. Yeah, yeah, Here is yeah. your phrase. Yeah. But they like, literally can't win. <laughs> they get no coverage if they do well. Yeah. But Moyes is right to talk about them conceding, though, isn't he? Because yes, he was grumpy uh, at the end. You know, given what we've just to- spoken about with Chelsea and Liverpool, um, it could really come back to bite them if they don't tighten, them up, tighten that up. Obviously, Rice missing... It, probably plays a big part in that but still well I think it's also a symptom of how the game panned out right because Leicester had a lot of the ball mm. which you'd probably expect uh, and they had a lot more shots and so they, it wasn't it wasn't like a cut and dried West Ham had the game while well, then that was that there was always that opportunity and Leicester I suppose probably thought well West Ham I've got pre- precedent for this so we, we, we're not out of the game yes. yet so that, that kind of played into it as well but ultimately they, they, they closed it out and they look really really good now I mean it's going to be competitive as we said but they play Newcastle next a massive game for them after that for West Ham is when they play Chelsea at home 
that'll tell us everything yeah. we want to know. Because after that, they play Burnley. And I, still, I think they've still got a Brighton and West Brom and Southampton at home to play. So they've definitely got the points there for them if they want it. Mm. Tasty. Before, um, let's not get out of here without talking about Colchester's chairman, Robbie Cowling. Yeah. Please. This was astonishingly honest. I don't know what, I didn't really <laughs> and follow. sometimes honesty is not an amazing thing. I no. don't really, I didn't really follow the lead up to this statement, but the statement, I mean, you don't actually need to really know any of the context. The statement reads, I never called Mark a, do I say the words? I think it's an effing C in yeah. the statement. After yeah. a tirade of abuse from him, I did call him a swear word, beginning with W. There's only one. Wally. Yeah, no, there's only one, Jim, and it's and it quite literally wanker. Other than that, I think I did, I think I handled the disgruntled employee situation pretty well. <laughs> Other than that, how did you enjoy the theatre, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> as long as you're happy, Robbie. Yeah, um, yeah I, I know many of you may consider me to be a lousy chairman, but I'd like to think your family to be an honest, lousy chairman. Uh, again, I actually quite like that as an attitude. Again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to thrive yeah. in this role. Um, apparently, according to reports in the newspapers, uh, CCTV footage um, showed Mr. Harris, the subject of the investigation, um, reacted to Mr. Cowling by turning back and barging into him stomach first. <laughs> stomach? Yeah. Bert- Mid-section. Could have been, been Bertie B, out of costume, <laughs> on a day off. Can you show me that? Can you do a little? Not How do you think you do it? Just, I mean, if you've got a big belly, just... yeah, you just. I was, it's, I haven't seen the man. It's no, I haven't either. Gut push. Yeah, it's like yeah a, I guess so. It's like a gut punch, but with your gut. Of all yeah, the people in this room, I think I'm most authoritative <laughs> on this on this issue. I think you just stick your belly out and just give them a. Give so them it's a... more like a lunch, like a yeah. thrust, like a. A thrust, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the strangest parts of your body you can use to hit someone with. Surely, like the small of your back is probably the only one that's less convenient. But um, I think if you're if you're squaring up to someone and you're going like if you're squaring up to someone, no, I'm, Jim. Just, I'm just I'm just saying if you're going like face to face with someone and the, yeah. the belly. I'm not saying the belly is large. I don't know the guy. Right. If the belly is large, it's naturally going to hit them first. So you might as well make a, take advantage of that. I guess. But didn't didn't you say that he turned his back? No, turn back around. Right. Okay. According to the newspaper report of the CCTV footage, it's out there. What a bizarre thing. Jim it's not... doesn't square up to people who just holds their head underwater. underwater so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not... it's not. Can you come with me to the bathroom a minute? Yeah. <laughs> I'm swimming to Champions League Island yeah. and you're not coming with me. Also, how is Jim swimming while putting their head under? He's taking them with him. He's taking them with him while drowning. It's an active drowning. As far as Jim's concerned. <laughs> Elsewhere in League Two, Grimsby player Stefan Payne was sent off a headbutting teammate, Philippe Moraes, during a defeat at Bradford on Saturday. See, if it's a belly butt, what happens? Does the player go down? Are we having the same conversation we're having about Son? Oh, if you get into the same postcode as someone, we're calling Decay, it's a foul, so you might want to ask her about it. Is it a belly butt? Would that be the belly? Would hmm. that be belly to head? Could be. Belly um, to head. Um, apparently, the Grimsby manager, Paul Hurst, called the incident. Um, completely unforgivable and <laughs> said that um, I cannot it's something you just cannot defend they've let the club down the pair of them one of them just got headbutted so although I haven't seen the incident so there could be more to it but he's, he's intimated that the headbutter not the headbuttee the headbutter may not play for the club again this season wow Ooh. I mean it's I mean not yeah you shouldn't really punch the head in. you shouldn't really punch you shouldn't really punish the head butty should you well, I looked that's kind of victim blaming I couldn't find a video of the incident so I can't tell you what the what the preamble was Yeah I oh. I saw it and it you know it was very it it was it wasn't you know dire and bowyer but what what will ever be no, you know no. so it's silly to compare the best. A headbutt's a weird choice as well because to headbutt someone you basically have to headbutt yourself with their head Yeah it's so it's such an odd choice of weapon a head Yeah Yeah sensitive it's vulnerable it's got your brain in it oh. <laughs> it's true. I don't know if this guy's 
I don't know if that's where this guy keeps his brain. Oh. Um, uh, one for you, last one for you as well, Luke. A contender for the death of football derby. Which one is that for you, Portsmouth v? Wickham Wanderers. Wickham Wanderers. Yeah, yeah. In Burnley... Across a specific period of time. Uh, okay, you're not saying, yeah. you're not writing it off forever. No, I, I just Which thought is at nice. the time, it was when Portsmouth and Wickham were both fan-owned. They were both, I think, in League Two. None of them really had any players you could consider to be professional footballers, as we all understand them. <laughs> And it was a Tuesday night game, minus temperatures. And I think if a different alien race came down and saw that, they would say, just stop doing that. You're wasting everyone's time. Uh, how can this be a version of the most popular sport in history? <laughs> because that is nothing. The only highlight of that game in particular was Gary Doherty playing at the back for Wickham. And he had a bald patch at the crown. Uh. And the whole, all four sides of the ground, because the game was so boring, were singing egg in a nest, egg in a nest, <laughs> Gary Doherty, egg in a nest. Well, I guess in this in this one that I'm bringing to the table, Birmingham's 2-0 win over Stoke on Sunday, I guess there weren't even people able to try and liven it up by singing things. There were only 226 completed passes in the entire game, which is, fact fans, yeah. an average of 2.5 passes a minute. What were they doing for that two and a half minutes? But it's, or but for, it's, for, that, for, but, for most of that minute, but, rather. But if, you, but if you take into account the ball's only in play for the third of that time, <laughs> you know, it is only really about 30 minutes or something. Yeah. That's still only seven and a half passes a minute when the ball's always in play. <laughs> They're just long long balls. Must be. Shanked about. Yeah. If, so, you, if you think, Jim, and I'm disappointed if you do, you're looking at me now, you think I'll spend my Sunday watching Birmingham v Stoke. <laughs> Despite doing a football podcast, you're wrong, mate, yeah. I'm afraid. I'm just, just speculating on what they might have been doing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Were they doing something else as well? Yeah, maybe, like, yeah. Multitasking. Yeah. Juggling. Yeah. Doing pottery class. Checking the pub timetable. Getting yeah. ready, cutting each yeah. other's hair. Yeah. Like, getting well, prepared for the week ahead. Were a few of them on their phones? <laughs> yeah, I think they might have been. They yeah. forgot to watch the subtitles. Yeah. Um, just to let you know, before we go, there's a brand new episode of Ramble Meets. It's out today over on Football Ramble Presents. Andy Brassel speaks to one of the brightest young managers in Europe, Arby Salzburg's head coach Jesse Marsh they recount his journey from Wisconsin via MLS to to Arby Leipzig and now Salzburg as well as talking about the misconceptions around American coaches and about coaching Erlen Harland of all people listen and subscribe now over on Football Ramble Presents you have to do that now aren't you Luke? Yes I haven't heard it yet I'm going to listen to it on the way home today looking forward to it Good stuff I will take your smiling nod as an acknowledgement that you'll do the same Jim Indeed she was thinking about drowning someone, probably. Yeah. I thought that was what the Where, where will he go next? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Right, let's say goodbye, guys. It's Jules, Peter, Fish tomorrow. Bye, Jim. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, Luke. Um, goodbye. See you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.